WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Because of what the president has already been saying, we have again the convergence of politics and coverage of the hurricane when President Trump again resurrected this notion that his administration had responded very ably to the carnage in Puerto Rico and blamed uh, the problems there on the local authorities uh, in uh, greater preponderance. And so once again, we revisit this former disaster and look ahead to the federal response to the coming one. Let's go live to the U.S. editor for the British paper, The Independent, Andrew Buncombe. Andy Buncombe live from Washington. Andy, what about that? Uh, Trump bringing up Puerto Rico again. Right. It was very startling, Alan, like you say. And I think one of the shocking things was that Mr. Trump just did not need to go there. He was briefing reporters yesterday about the preparations for the Hurricane Florence and said that that he believed FEMA was ready. Then he was asked um, what lessons had been learned from Puerto Rico. Well, he said, uh, none really. I think you'll find that that, that will, was one of the greatest uh, responses uh, in this category. It was um, an unsung success story. Now, people will sort of heard him say that and their jaws rather dropped because just last month, a new report raised the death toll, the official death toll, which is now from 67 to just under 3,000. So if Mr. Trump is saying... That was an unsung success story with 3,000 dead. You know, what is, uh, what does it look like when something goes wrong? Yeah, of course. And now you have a great debate over uh, how do you count uh, a death related to the storm. A lot of people would say, well, if somebody died from a uh, lack of uh, AC and la- lack of clean water for months at a time, that that would be blamed on the gotcha. storm. That, in, that, that, that included people who died from heat exhaustion, from yeah. dehydration. But I mean, if you look, Think back to 2005, Hurricane Katrina, I think the death toll there was 1,800. Now, not all of those were killed by the immediate impacts of the storm. Some died afterwards, either through... drowning or, or, yes. or trauma. Well, or, but it's interesting because we had the playbook there before Trump where you'll recall that uh, uh, people uh, who were uh, defending the Bush administration's response placed most of the blame there on the local authorities in New Orleans and Louisiana. Right, right. and you've seen that play out with Mr. Trump getting into a back and forth with the mayor of San Juan, um, you know, that it, that's not good for anybody. It, politics shouldn't be involved in this. I think one of the things that sort of, you know, was quite telling this morning was that FEMA had a briefing here at their headquarters in Washington, D.C., and a Jeff called Jeff Bayard, who's a senior guy in the emergency response unit, was asked, what does a successful plan look like? And he said, well, nobody wants to see a single death. So... You know, they clearly are doing everything they can to make sure that to minimize deaths and injuries. There's massive evacuation, 1.7 million people under evacuation orders. Others are being told to get to shelters. So FEMA itself is trying to minimize that number. Yeah, of course, one assumes that the infrastructure uh, in the uh, U.S. uh, homeland, the heartland, the lower 48, is superior to Puerto Rico as an apple logistics. Oh, sure. And Mr. Trump has a point. Mr. Trump has a point that the electricity grid in, in Puerto Rico, for a variety of reasons, some... The island's own fault, long, long, long-term neglect. Some, I think, the strange relationship that the, the, the DC has with Puerto Rico. It wasn't in great uh, order. But I just saw 
a moment ago that the major utility in North Carolina warned its customers they could be that thousands and thousands of customers could be without power for months. Or months even, Was it yeah. weeks? Okay, months and well, okay. You know, but it's not going to be a quick fix. So even here in the lower 48 on the mainland, when you we're not an island, you know, with great access, great roads, with all, with all the resources of the National Guard and FEMA, they're saying the power could be out for, 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 for weeks to come. Yeah, so, and as our state climatologist uh, uh, reminded us on the air just a few minutes ago here on WDEL, there are other uh, potential storms waiting in the Atlantic and the Gulf. So it seemed like a very quiet hurricane season, but it really has ramped up just in Alan, the last what few is, days. What's the, um, what is the, what's, what are we expecting in Delaware? Uh, well, Del- northern Delaware at the moment, uh, we're we're off the target because, of course, uh, it looks like at the moment, knock on wood, the hurricane is moving due west and could even kind of go back down further south, further into South Carolina. But then it could eventually curl around and come up uh, maybe up the Appalachians, Ohio Valley, and then uh, several days later, next week, uh, deliver rain, but obviously without the intensity. Oh, and, of course, yeah, the, the yeah. ground saturation, whether where you are in Washington or here in Delaware, I move, we've had so much rain. We'll leave it there. Andy right. Beckham of The Good Independent. You, nice to speak to you, sir. One of uh, Britain's national newspapers with us live from Washington and WDEL.